Welcome to the Texas Mortgage Boss Podcast, where we discuss all things mortgage-related, personal finance advice, and Texas real estate talk. We'll also interview special guests that will provide advice that will surely help you on your real estate and financial journey. If you have a mortgage question, we have a mortgage answer. Now here's your host, James J. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Texas Mortgage Boss Podcast. My name is James J. And today I am going to be joined by realtor JC Torres. And he and I are going to discuss the three biggest lies about the home buying process. There's a lot of them. We're going to discuss three of them. Stay tuned. Hey, what's up, JC? How you doing, brother? Hey, how you doing, James? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you today? Great, great. It's Friday. Can't complain. It's a beautiful day here in Houston. So looking forward to working today and, you know, have a little bit of fun later this afternoon. Absolutely. So, uh, I, you know, speaking of fun, I know you've been having some fun. I saw you on a lake last week. We have to do another show completely about the lake and your team. You guys were having a good time. <laughs> yes, yes. It was actually one of my uh, team um, members here. His birthday was okay. uh, last week. And I'm very big about, uh, you know, treating people that work hard yeah. to have some fun too as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about a really interesting topic, which, you know, we, we came down with three biggest lies slash misconceptions or myths about the home buying process. But you and I both know there's way more than three, but, uh, you know, we've kind of come up with what we feel is uh, maybe the top three things that uh, people, um, you know, are being either misunderstand or lies that that are uh, that are that are out there about the home buying process so before we get in that let's let people kind of get a a little context about who you are your background um how long you've been an agent and so forth because you do a, you do a, a lot of uh, a lot of business here in houston you're one of the uh one of the best agents that i know so give the people a little background about yourself yeah most definitely thank you so much james yeah just uh, real quick about me is i started back in 2003 and uh, originally i was uh, a property manager in an apartment complex and a little bit after that i got my license and i worked for, went work for a home builder for a few years so yeah. that was great i really enjoyed that concept of the home builder and after that i decided to open my own team so at one time we had a good sized team and ever since then i've just been doing real estate and um been getting myself in different um, avenues. I've uh, yeah. done a little bit of flipping myself uh, also as well. I'm actually doing a fourplex right now in Kima. So I work with some okay. investors. Uh, so a little bit of everything in real estate. Um, I truly enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. helping first time buyers. It has opened too many doors for a lot of things. So the whole thing is just helping people out and giving them what they want and you eventually get what you want. Yeah. One of the things I love about you guys is that the the training, uh, I saw you guys were doing some training with uh, with Grant Cardone, which we could have a whole conversation just about that alone. But I love people that do that type of training because it tells me that you're not content, right? Because it's real people, it's real, it's real easy for people to get in this business and just get a license and they've had it for years and never do anything other than CE, right? We have to do the CE training. Uh, even for me on the mortgage side, you have to do it. But the additional stuff that you and your team are doing, uh, I love it. Like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Grant Cardone guy. Love the, the uh, marketing that he does and how he, listen, like him or not, the God knows what he's doing. <laughs> like him or not. <laughs> yeah, correct. So, yeah, I got the, the pleasure of meeting him a while back. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I just saw that. I saw that picture with you and Grant. So uh, uh, I, I, at one point, I'm sure I'll get a chance to meet him because I'll be going to some of these events. But uh but yeah, so let's get into the topic for the day, man. So 
and you've been in this fitness game for a while, so it's probably very challenging to narrow this down to just three. But let's give the give the, uh, the what you feel are maybe top three as far as biggest lies about the first time buyer process, uh, or you know what, really just the buying process, honestly, in general. Because I, if, although we we say first time buyers, there are people that have not purchased the house in years. Uh, maybe they bought one long time ago, and uh, you know they're back in the market now. If you bought a house five, ten, or longer years ago, it's not the same process. It's not the same. So let's start with uh, number one uh, as far as, uh, and these are not in any necessarily particular order, by the way, guys. So, uh, but let's start with number one. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, one of the things that I, I run into is people have no clue how much money they need to bring to the table. So yeah. one of the times um, they'll say, do I need, how much money do I need to really bring at the end of the day? Well, of course, there's always going to be closing costs and the down payment, you, people think it is 20% for some reason. I don't know where they get the 20%, but they just mark them for 20%. But there is other ways, you know, there's first time buyer programs where you know, you can get down payment assistance. The minimum down is 3.5 for the FHA or the conventional 5%. Those programs are out there. And there's other uh, help from the city as well that you can get programs from the city as well. So all kinds of programs that you can uh, come in and get help with um, getting into a house. But uh, one that I hear a lot is that, do I need 20% to get into a yeah. house? I'm like, no, you don't. No, and I hear that all the time as well. And I think part of it is just because people hear 20% because they think mortgage insurance. Uh, but it's, it's interesting <laughs> how that lie or this myth about 20%, how it's, it's because this has gone on for years and people just think that 20%, it's like, no, 20%, if you don't want to pay mortgage insurance and you get you can get a, a conventional loan. But aside from that, it, it is it is it is weird to me, honestly, that we still have people that think they need 20%. So bottom line is you do not need 20%. Oftentimes, you know, you can get in if you're using some type of assistance programs or things like that, where, you know, essentially you, you might be able to even get in with, with almost no money out of your pocket. So that is a great one to start with. So what's number two, JC, on your list? Uh, yeah, another one that I see a lot is that credit. It's like a lot of people think you have to have yep. perfect credit just to get into a house, like a 700 credit score or 750. So even somebody to even give me a chance to even talk to me or even look at my application. So nowadays, yeah. I mean, there's uh, ever since COVID happened, I mean, things got a little strict, but now they have loosened up. So nowadays, a 600, 580 credit score, closing that, you know, there's ways to maneuver around the credit. I mean, there's uh, a good loan officer will help you determine yeah. what you need to pay off the DTI, most so forth. Sometimes you might be a little, uh, have a little bit more on a credit card or have a car that is throwing right. the numbers off. So sometimes uh, they'll t uh, guide you to help um, get the credit up. And it might be a couple points where you need to get to, so get into a good loan. So that's one of the things that people will always think, I have to have great credit in order to get the best out of it. True, but I mean, it can get you into a house in the meantime, and then later down the road refinance, but at least gets you in the door. Yeah, that's another one, uh, very similar to the, uh, you know, the down payment amount where people think, you know, if they're not at, at a, a, I have people think, you know, if they can't, if they're not at 700, they can't get a get a house. It's like no, you get a. The reality is this, JC. Most people that buy homes, they don't have seven hundred plus credit score. They Correct. don't. Most people are anywhere in that lower six hundred to higher six hundred range. I mean, these are these are st the statistics overall speaking. So um, yes, you can get a loan. You know, the five eighty. If you're in that under 600, yes, you can absolutely get along. It may cost you a little bit more to do it, but I'm all about getting people into ownership. 
So if you're at a 590 and you gotta pay a little bit more to get that loan, it's still better than you renting. Like renting sucks and I'll continue to say it, it sucks. Uh, you're not <laughs> I tell people all the time, they say, listen, you're building wealth, whether you're renting or not. Just when you're renting, you're building a wealth for somebody else. Like yeah. who wealth do you wanna build? Yours or your landlord's? Cause that's what you're doing. Uh, whether you're in a house or an apartment, you are building wealth for somebody else. And there's always gonna be situations where people have to rent. I understand that, right? I get it. But for most people, they need to be striving. There is just a, there's something about owning a home that just, it changes how you work. It changes everything when it's yours. So um, so anyway, yeah, six, six uh, you don't have to have a, a seven or, uh, a 740 or 720 to get a home, you know, you you, you can be in that low return. And there's a lot of different things that lenders can do to help somebody if they're in a lower, you know, lower credit score to quickly boost the score up. So you got a good good lender, good loan officer that you're working with, that they, they, they should know, know what they can do to be able to help you get up there quickly. So great one as well, JC. So what's number three on our list today? Another one that I get a lot, uh, James, is uh, the job. It's like some people think that they have to have a, a job for a certain amount of time. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's um, people call me, hey, I haven't been in my job two years, so I can't buy a house. Well, that's not necessarily true. You know, sometimes yeah. um, there's programs out there. I, uh, if you're like a student or something like that, you graduated yeah. from college and yeah. then you're going into a field that is going to be where you were, you know, studying. Uh, right. So there's chances yeah. that you're going to get the loan. So a lot of that uh, people are, I don't know where they get this idea. I have to be on the job two, two years in order to get a house. So that's very big. Yeah. And so a good loan officer will tell you, hey, where have you been in the last two years? Have you been studying uh, nursing? Yeah. So now if you go to nursing, study nursing, and then you go be a mechanic or whatever the case is, it's going to be a different yeah. story. But there's ways around that. So uh, one, that's yeah. one of the things that I get a lot. I was like, oh, man, I'm not there in two years. Now. So at the end of the yeah. day, it's good to be in a job for two years because that's going to help a lot. But you don't have to be on it. Correct. And this is this is another great one. Even if you were a homemaker, right? So I had a situation recently where I had a lady who just started her job eight months ago, right? Eight months ago. She hadn't worked in the States before that. She, she was working in a different country for about seven years. Wow. But she was a homemaker. She was raising kids during that time. And we got her done. We got, we got the loan done because if you're a homemaker, and that is a full-time job, if you, it's a full-time job if that's what you do. And it, <laughs> it is. Job. Very important job. But listen, if you're a homemaker and then you go into the workforce, it's okay. And a lot of times we can still get you, a lender can get you approved. So that is another really, really good one. And a two-year thing, I, I understand because normally lenders are gonna want two years, they ask for it. But if there's situations like you mentioned, the school one, because I was gonna get to that one spot on. If you've been in school for a year and then you just got into the workforce, you're, you can probably qualify for a loan, right? You don't have to be on that job for two years. So there are very, there's several situations where that two year mark uh, does not apply um, to your situation. So, but I understand why people think that because normally lenders are gonna look for, okay, have you been there two years? If you haven't, that does not automatically disqualify you from uh, getting a, a mortgage. So another really, really, really great tip. But yeah, that situation, it was pretty unique well, with the client that I had, um, seven years, she was a homemaker for seven years and wow. in a different country, oh, in a wow. different country. <laughs> wow. Uh, so it took a little work to, to, to connect the dots, but ultimately, you know, she, she got into her home. And yeah. so um, you are spot on with, with that because that is, you know, that is, that is a, a, a very big 
my I would say I would say a lie, but it's a definitely it's a it's a misconception for sure uh, about getting a, a home that you have to be there two years because you necessarily don't have to be. Now we have to look at two years. Every lender will look at two year history, but it doesn't necessarily have to be job history all the way, right? Um, the only time Correct. that comes up necessarily is maybe if you're changing careers. That's where we run into a challenge, or any lender is going to run into a challenge where you're changing complete opposite direction of your career within the last two years. That might be a little bit of a challenge, but um, but anyway, very 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 good tip. So, listen, guys. So that that is uh, JC narrowed it down to three. Uh, there's more. There is definitely more than three. So <laughs> to reach out to JC, you want to know more about some of the misconceptions, some of the lies that are out there about getting into a home reach out to JC. JC, what is the best way for people to reach you? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, my number is at 281-616-5202. And also you can come out to our website as Houston Home Specials with an S. So that's a way to reach us and we'll be glad to answer any questions you might have. Awesome. So yes, guys, please. You've got more questions about buying. JC has been doing this for a while. Also, uh, if you're an investor, because I know you do with some investors a lot, JC is a great resource for this, guys. If you are an investor, you are looking to find out about investment property. JC is awesome. He can help you with this. But if you are a first-time buyer, great resource as well. Reach out to him if you've got more questions. Again, there are more than three misconceptions slash lies about buying a home, guys. Reach out to JC. Uh, he's a great, great realtor. Uh, he knows his stuff and he's he's continuing to sharpen the axe, right? Uh, you are not like a lot of these realtors that get licensed and they never do any training <laughs> for oh. years other than what we are required. And the reality is if they weren't required to do CE, they wouldn't do it. Realtors wouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> You thank goodness that you know the state understands they gotta force realtors to do training. And even for me on the mortgage side, right? We we have to do training too. Otherwise, a lot of yeah. people wouldn't even do it. So, but I love the fact that you are constantly getting better, uh, doing training outside of what's required. Uh, so that yeah, that Grant Cardone training was uh, very, very impressive. Uh, like I said, I'm a huge guy, a huge grant guy as well. So anyway, guys, reach out to JC. All his information is also at the bottom of the screen there. Go check him out. Uh, you're on social media as well, right? So, um, yes, at Secret Homes, the uh, underscore by underscore JC on Instagram. And uh, you're on Facebook as well, I'm assuming, JC. Correct. We can just, yeah. So, if they look up JC Torres uh, Facebook, yes. you'll, you'll be able to find them. So, you guys have every way to contact JC. So, make sure you go do it. Also, go check out Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Guys, leave us a review, it helps. Uh, give us some feedback on the show, the channel, and uh, let us know what you want to hear. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll get it on. All right. So, JC, I appreciate you, brother. Take care. Reach out to JC, guys. All right. Thank you, James. Have a blessed day, okay? Thank you so much. You guys take care. Have a great, great day. I'll see you on the next video. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to the Texas Mortgage Boss Podcast. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe to the podcast. And for more information and resources, be sure to check out www.texasmortgageboss.com.